we can go from having a conversation in the morning with a company that needs $1,000 to build a new marketing campaign to in the afternoon having a conversation with a company that's in the middle of a $20 million capital raise. That is special, and it doesn't happen in a lot of cities across the country. In fact, in you know, many of the major cities, there's a very fragmented ecosystem. Um, whereas in Chattanooga, we're able to uh, support that ecosystem in a much more holistic way. That's Marcus Shaw, CEO of CoLab in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Marcus joins us to offer an inside look into the exciting opportunities his organization is creating for entrepreneurs looking to get connected and grow their business in Chattanooga. You're listening to Disrupt the Continuum, a podcast powered by Launch Tennessee, dedicated to entrepreneurs, investors, and ecosystem builders. I'm your host, Clark Buckner. Launch Tennessee is a public-private partnership with this simple vision. Make Tennessee the most startup-friendly state in the nation. This season, you'll get an up-close look at how the statewide Launch Tennessee network and boots-on-the-ground startups build Tennessee. In this episode, Marcus discusses Chattanooga's unique entrepreneurial ecosystem, where companies of all sizes and industries can collaborate and tap into a broad network of resources. He also tells us about Chattanooga's rise to become a nationally recognized city for entrepreneurship. And he shares his optimism about the innovation that can come from adversity, like COVID-19. To learn more about Tennessee's statewide network of resources, visit launchtn.org slash buildtn. Now, let's jump in. Hello, my name is Marcus Shaw, and I'm the CEO of The Company Lab, better known as CoLab, in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Hey, Marcus, it's so good to connect with you. I'm really looking forward to learning more about all the exciting things happening at the company lab, at CoLab, and it's been 10 years now. 10 years. It's unbelievable. And when is the exact date on that? So we are actually going to celebrate, due to COVID, we're going to celebrate our 10th anniversary sometime early to mid-2021. Uh, but we were planned on celebrating it during Startup Week in October of this year before COVID. Right on. Well, ah, been such a big impact, but I've also heard you talk a little bit about this world we're in right now. And despite there being some pain that everybody is feeling, some more than others, I have heard you talk about your optimism and how entrepreneurs, we're going to get through this, we're going to innovate, we're going to find good out of this somehow, one way or another. That's absolutely right. Clark, you know, I had an opportunity, I'll tell you a little story. I had an opportunity to travel to Nepal in 2015 after the massive earthquake that they had there. And there was a saying that one of the guides, uh, as we were looking at all of the devastation that had happened there, one of the guides said that there is actually a, a Buddhist saying that when the buildings fall, the artists arise. And I use that because I think it's true in all senses of adversity that they create opportunities for artists, creators, entrepreneurs. I think all of those folks are the same, that that gives them an opportunity to rise to the occasion and to create 
new innovation and new products and services that can help the market going forward. And so that's why I'm optimistic about our ability to get through this COVID crisis is because I do believe the artists, the creators and the entrepreneurs will rise and create a new paradigm for us to succeed in. Definitely. There is resiliency and we're going to get through it. So when you talk about artists and creators and entrepreneurs, and I know you work with a lot of these folks, you know, year after year, let's talk a little bit about what CoLab is today. And maybe to give us some context, we can talk a little about your journey into that role three years ago as CEO. So can you just take me back to that real quick and then... Let's talk a little about some of the exciting things that have been happening in Chattanooga and what the future looks like. My experience in coming to CoLab really was one that was therapeutic for me. And I had lived in Chattanooga for about a year, moving from Maryland. And when we moved down here, I knew very little about the city other than visiting once or twice a year to visit my brother-in-law. And so I was able to connect with some folks who pointed me in the direction of the Edney and I had an opportunity to go to uh, the 2016 pitch competition, which was just absolutely amazing to me. I really felt like I found my tribe of people, right? Kind of these creative, optimistic, forward-looking personalities that were building businesses around their why, right? All of them had a why for why they wanted to build this business. And it was exciting to see that. And so I was able to do some mentorship with entrepreneurs uh, to help them think about the direction of their business and to think about a lot of the finance aspect of their business. That was my background. And then lo and behold, about a year later, there was an opportunity to run the organization. And in 2017, I stepped in uh, to become the CEO of CoLab. And we've been running nonstop since then. We've had incredible defining moments each year. And 2020 is, is no different as we continue to help companies build, restructure, and develop some resilience in the face of COVID. Wow. Let's talk a little about the year after year momentum. And for someone who's never been to CoLab, you know, walk me through, you walk in, what do you, what do you see? What do you feel? And then let's talk about some of the, the programs that you've had. And, and then let's talk about some of the entrepreneurs I've gone through them. I'd love to hear some examples and stories that come to mind. I know there's a lot to choose from, but that's right. <laughs> Uh, just pulling from one or two. So yeah, walk me through the day in the life and the kinds of folks you're working with. So one of the things that excites me about CoLab is we have a dual mandate, so to speak, right? Our, our mission is to increase the capability and viability of startups in our region. And we do that by connecting people with expertise, resources, and community that can help them accelerate their business. And that can be a small mom and pop business that's you know selling into the local community, or that can be some incredible business that wants to serve the global market and is looking to raise venture capital and everything in between. And so it's really exciting to be able to serve entrepreneurs in all shapes, sizes, colors, and backgrounds. That has been something that's incredibly um, inspirational and fulfilling for me and for our team. You know that we can go from having a conversation in the morning with a company that needs $1,000 to build a new marketing campaign to in the afternoon having a conversation with a company that's in the middle of a $20 million capital raise. That is special, and it doesn't happen in a lot of cities across the country. In fact, in you know, many of the major cities, there's a very fragmented ecosystem 
um, whereas in Chattanooga, we're able to support that ecosystem in a much more holistic way. When you say a fragmented ecosystem, how has that changed from maybe being siloed from the past? And what do you think today has looked like? And what does that meant for entrepreneurs? Yeah, so, and I, and I want to be clear that I think the fragmented ecosystems are uh, an example of what occurs in bigger cities where you have, you know, academic silos, you have capital silos, you have corporate and industrial silos, and then you have these startup kind of fiefdoms that exist, and people try to attach onto one of these silos to find their path forward. And it can be highly productive if you have a lot of density amongst all of those organizations, and there's enough people moving to make it productive for, for the region. I think in Chattanooga, what makes it really special is that the academic communities, the corporate communities, the public sector, the nonprofit sector, we all talk regularly. And so when a startup says, you know what, I need to have a conversation with a corporate entity about what a strategic partnership could look like, but I also am pursuing an SBIR, uh, SBIR grant, and I wanna have some conversations with the academic community, and I'm also looking for potentially grant support or commercial support from the nonprofit community, we at Colab and our other partners in the community have the ability to help quarterback people to different conversations. And those organizations work together. And it's really incredible. I mean, I think even on the SBIR work, it's, it, it's a testament to how we work across the state that I believe Launch Tennessee just put out some information basically saying that our SBIR awards have climbed even higher. And so the ability for us to work with organizations that are seeking SBIR funding in Chattanooga, get them connected with grant writers that can help support them through Launch Tennessee's uh, support program for SBIR is something that a lot of states don't have. And, and it really makes us work much more closely as a region and as a state. And that's an exciting thing as well. As you've seen in Chattanooga, maybe in the past, there were some you know fragmented areas, and that's to be expected. But over time, there's become more connectivity. How have you seen the rest of the state come together more? And then are there any examples or stories you can share just to paint a picture on that? Yes. Um, so we, through Launch Tennessee, get really connected with the other network partners or entrepreneurship cities, uh, centers across the state. And so You've got six regional entrepreneurship centers and a handful of other industry-specific entrepreneurship centers that all work together. One recent example, there was a company that applied to a funded accelerator program in New York City, and a buddy of mine runs that program, and he calls and he says, have you heard of this company from Tennessee? And the fact that in one phone call, they were not in Chattanooga, but I could call my counterpart across the state and get some background. And that company ended up getting into that accelerator program, you know, getting a pretty significant amount of funding, but was able to take care of that whole risk situation in the middle of, you know, five minutes or so. It was um, one of the more fulfilling things that happens when you can call a friend and a colleague that's doing the same work you're doing in another region um, and get the type of support that you need to make your region better, but also can support their region as well. So you were talking about, that was another entrepreneur in, in a different program in the state. That's a really cool example. 
Speaking of programs, let's take a look at some of the you know, programs and quote-unquote accelerator models and different things that you offer, and then maybe we can take a look at some more stories of folks who've gone through them. So whichever one you want to start with, I know you have a couple offerings. Yeah. So we continue to offer co-starters is our, what I like to call from idea to business program. It's really designed for people that have ever thought about building a business or even have a business that they've started, but need to work through some specific elements of the business canvas, right? Their business model in order to move their business forward at the rate that they, that they really aspire to. It's a 10 week program. You're working with a cohort, you're working with an instructor, but we've had incredible businesses come out of those programs that are oftentimes locally based and so supporting the Chattanooga community as restaurants, as coffee shops, great places like Goodman's and Flying Squirrel have been through those programs, but is really supportive of helping companies take steps that are manageable to help them move forward. And that's been exciting. We've you know, been able to run that program for you know, several years, almost 10 years now. Um, and it's been a great way for us not only to help businesses grow, but for us to also reach certain communities that may be underserved and give them the type of attention that they need to help grow their businesses at their speed. How about next? Let's jump into your other program, one of your other programs, Gig Tank. I've heard of Gig Tank for a while. So what is it and how has that changed? And what are some of your favorite aspects of that? Gig Tank's been an incredible program. It's been really our flagship program uh, for a number of years. It is in partnership with EPB, who's one of our great local partners and very supportive of the work that we do. What's e- what is EPB? EPB is the Electric Power Board, which is the utility and telecom company serving Chattanooga, the electric utility. And they've been partners for a while now. They've been partners like. with, with Colab from the very beginning. And really, Gig Tank's a celebration of the asset that they brought to Chattanooga, which is our high-speed internet. And so Gig Tank is for technology-based companies that can benefit from a high-bandwidth, low-latency network like the 10-gig network that we have in, in Chattanooga. And so we've had incredible companies come out of Gig Tank over the past eight years. Some of the biggest names that we've had come out of there have been companies like Branch Technologies, Platt Boyd came through uh, Gig Tank in 2016, a year that we were really focusing Gig Tank on 3D printing technology. Um, that's when it was all the rave and some of the big publicly traded 3D printing companies came in and helped support the program. But it was really unique because it was the only 3D printing focused accelerator in the world at the time. And since that point in time, Platt has come out of that program has gone on to be one of the leading and most herald 3D printing companies, startups in the, in the world, building right there in Nashville, the largest 3D printed freestanding arc, which is unbelievable, and has now taken the company and moving towards a business model that focuses on building custom facades for large commercial building applications, um, which is absolutely fantastic. I always love hearing how each city has these unique strengths and they're able to leverage those in a variety of ways and yeah the the high speed internet this is not just high speed right this is like super super speed and it there was i remember when that first was announced and that happened some years ago that was one of the first cities in the country i think to receive that can you go into a little bit more detail of what 
that is and, and how that's changed the city? So it's, it's a great story, Clark. Um, and going back to what we talk about, about making opportunity out of a crisis, it was a textbook example of that. EPB has been the utility serving Chattanooga for 80 years, primarily serving electricity to the end user, right? So the lights that come in our house, we pay our bill to EPB, and they've been a great steward and, and corporate citizen in the Chattanooga community. In 2009, at, right as we're going through the middle of the Great Recession, they say, you know, the company decided, and Harold DePriest was the CEO at the time, decided that they really wanted to upgrade their smart grid network. And this is creating more technology in the network to improve the throughput of electricity to its customers. You know, Chattanooga and Nashville have both dealt with tornadoes in recent years, even in recent months, right? And so we understand that the resilience and redundancy of electricity is really important. So as they were putting smart meters on, you know, all 100 plus thousand homes and businesses, 150,000 or so homes and businesses in that community, they were actually rolling out fiber to connect these smart meters back to the central office and also connect them to each other. So they're now creating this really dense network out of homes and businesses for the purpose of electricity. And so what it looks like is also a telecom network, right? Because you've got fiber connecting these things. Here's where it really gets interesting. The reason, one of the reasons that they were able to do this is the company was incredibly financially prudent and had capital that allowed them to start this project. But at 2009, if you remember, the American and Recovery, Recovery and Reinvestment Act under President Obama also allowed the company to leverage some additional funding from the federal government to make the most pervasive and ubiquitous fiber network in the country. And that was the birth of the gig. And that was 2009, right as we're going through the middle of the Great Recession. We've got leadership in Chattanooga that's thinking, how do I build my community for the other side of this crisis? Wow, that's really encouraging. So many cool things. I know we have limited time, but I I want to come visit at some point too. Absolutely, man. The, there's so many neat things happening there. So we talked about co-starters, gig tank, some of the history behind the some of the magic of Chattanooga. So you've also got a new health tech accelerator from, was that just about a year ago? We launched it last year. It was our first year. What's that called? The Health Tech Accelerator. And we partner with Unum, which is a Fortune 500 uh, insurance company, the largest disability insurance company in the world, headquartered in Chattanooga. And we also partnered with Erlinger Health Systems, uh, which is the seventh largest public hospital system in the country, also headquartered there in Chattanooga. And great, great partners in innovation and, and corporate responsibility with Colab. Sweet. And you've also got a consumer goods accelerator. What's that one called? Well, we, we haven't come up with a nifty name with it for it yet. We call it our consumer goods accelerator. Hey, we're in our third year. It's been phenomenal. And a lot of this came out of the strategic plan. We wanted to do things that Chattanooga is good at. We've got incredible healthcare density. Uh, we've got, you know, an asset in the gig network that makes us one of the most attractive cities for testing and building technology applications. And we've got an incredibly rich history in consumer goods, whether it's Little Debbie or Moon Pie or Coca-Cola or Gold Bond. All of those brands were born uh, in Chattanooga 
And we've got some real roots around consumer goods, restaurants, food and beverage um, that we wanted to leverage. And so we partnered with a couple of incredible entrepreneurs and residents, uh, Mia Littlejohn and Mike Robinson, that took uh, our teams in the first two years through an incredible journey to help them build up um, some core competencies around distribution and finance and marketing of their products. And so we're really excited to be in our third year of the Consumer Goods Accelerator. Um, on top of that, Mike and Mia have also built out an incubator called Proof, which serves as a great follow-on institution for folks after they come through our accelerator program. And so we're really happy this year, in the middle even of this crisis, to understand that now companies that are building and accelerating themselves through our consumer goods program can now potentially go find a home at Proof to incubate their product from the long haul. Proof, that's really, that's really interesting. And that is not necessarily from Colab, but that's a partner, a close partner. That's right. And so we're, we're excited, man. We're excited at Colab to always create opportunities that inspire people and teams to build upon the success that we've had. Um, and we've seen some, some good traction with that. Really cool. So when you think about what's next for Colab, what's next for Chattanooga, what's next for the connected ecosystem across the state of Tennessee, you know, what are you most excited about? What do you think the future holds? And we'll start to kind of wrap this conversation up from there. So I think there are a couple of things, Clark, that, that jump out. Number one, we've got some great momentum. One thing that, that we didn't really talk about, but was a defining moment for Colab and for Chattanooga was being included in the Rise of the Rest Tour with Steve Case in 2018. I think that put us on a different level to move forward in terms of our recognition as a strong city for entrepreneurs. Um, in fact, Freight Waves that won the pitch competition during uh, the Rise of the Rest Tour in Chattanooga has gone on to raise you know, another 20 plus million dollars and is one of the leading freight logistics companies in the world in terms of technology. What they're doing for risk management and freight and logistics is nothing short of amazing and very similar to what you know, Bloomberg did for the securities market, right? And so we're happy to be there and we're happy that other people across the country and across the world are seeing us for what we are. And our next step is going to be to use that opportunity and leverage that opportunity to, to bring companies into Chattanooga that we can help and to sell our goods and services out to the world. As you think about that message you're sharing about people you know, seeing Chattanooga and especially the 2018 event, I totally hear where you're coming from. What would you say is your message to the world about the state of Tennessee as a place to come do business and to relocate here and start a business here. Is there anything you want to leave us with from that perspective? Yeah, I think Tennessee is an unbelievable state to build your business in because we're at our phase where we all want to see all these companies be successful. And when you have that type of collective support behind your ambition, it really places you in, in a position to succeed. I think there are things that we're working on and to see the speed with which we're able to accomplish things like building more capital, like getting more public support for institutions like Launch Tennessee and, and Colab is really incredible. Um, the work that they've done with 
you know, public policy and getting elected official support for building a, uh, an ecosystem for entrepreneurs is absolutely fantastic. And I'm excited to see where that's going to go over the next few years. What I do believe is it's going to attract some incredible companies to our region and help our region grow jobs and capital investment. I'm really excited about the future and I'm excited about, I know it's been rescheduled, but the 10 year anniversary, I, I hope to make it over to that. So how can someone learn more and, and get connected to you, the team, the mission, get involved? I know you started out as a mentor about four years ago before you actually joined in that role as CEO. So how can someone plug in? So I would definitely point people to our website at collab.co. That's C-O-L-A-B dot C-O. And folks can always reach out to me directly. My email is Marcus, M-A-R-C-U-S, at collab.co. If you have any questions, if you have any ways to think about how you can get involved with what we're doing, whether that's participating in one of our programs, being a mentor, uh, offering up your company for corporate support, please give me a call or please reach out to our team at Colab, and we'll be happy to talk with you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Clark. Thanks for listening to Disrupt the Continuum, a Launch Tennessee podcast for entrepreneurs, investors, and ecosystem builders. Launch Tennessee has received national recognition for statewide collaboration, an innovative economy, and stakeholder diversity. And that's because of amazing folks like yourself who are contributing to make Tennessee the most startup-friendly state in the nation. To join the conversation, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LaunchTN and visit launchtn.org buildtn to learn more about Tennessee's entrepreneurial ecosystem. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. Well, we'll see you soon on another episode of Disrupt the Continuum.